0: So let us begin again this morning, reviewing the instructions and developing them. The first task in the sitting meditation of the retreat is to find a posture that is stable and comfortable, steady for yourself, whether on a chair or cushion or bench. Make sure that you are sitting in a way that you feel grounded, connected to the earth, where you can sit relatively still for the duration of the sitting time. If necessary, you can experiment over the next two or three days with your posture. And even in the middle of a sitting, if you find it necessary to change posture, you can do so. Please be mindful as you change. But start by finding a way to sit which is stable and steady so you can sit with a sense of groundedness and presence. Once your body is stable and steady, allow your eyes to be closed gently and begin simply by noticing what's present in your experience. There'll be certain sensations in your body pressure, tension, hot, cold. You'll notice sounds, background sounds of the heating system or sounds of these words, others. You may also notice certain moods and thoughts. Feeling anxious or happy or excited or sad. Thinking, expecting, planning. Simply noticing what is present just now. In the the midst of all of that experience, we will begin for the first day or two to connect the mind and body together using the breath. So find in the center of all of that experience where you actually feel the breath as sensations in your body. For some, it will be coolness in the nose or back of the throat. For others, more the movement of the chest, the rise and fall of the chest, or the expansion and contraction of the belly. For some, it may be the whole movement of the breath in the body. And others, it may be just swirling or tingling in the throat or nose. Wherever you feel the breath, let it have its natural rhythms and begin to concentrate or pay careful attention to those sensations. Notice how the breath moves at that place, how it expands or swirls or cools how you sense the breath beginning and moving and ending in that area. If you find difficulty sensing the breath at all, you can take one hand and place it on your abdomen holding your hand in your belly and leave it there for quite a long time. Feeling the movement of the belly in the palm of your hand This movement of breath is our life breath. It's our connection to the world, to life. Feel it gently and carefully, noticing the breath moving within you, moment by moment. Let your attention rest in the breath. Settle into feeling the breath and body. And each time you notice you're pulled away by thoughts or sounds or feelings, as soon as you're aware of that, gently let go of the thought or sound and come directly back to feel the next breath Thoughts arise by themselves, sounds come and go. Let them come and go like the waves of the ocean. No problem, no difficulty with the waves. In the center of them, feel this ever-changing movement of breath. As we mentioned last night, there is, over the days of the retreat, a systematic cultivation of attention, beginning with the breath and body and gradually opening the meditation to include all of the sensations of the physical life, the feelings and emotions and heart, the mind and thoughts in its ways, until by the end of the retreat together we'll have included all of the dimensions of our experience in meditation. But we begin first quite simply with the breath, this life breath, because the central spiritual task for awakening or learning or understanding, for compassion and the the, maturing of the heart for both of those, is the quality of presence, of just being here connected with the moment. And you'll notice in the first sitting in the first days how often we get lost in thoughts and memories. That's natural, it's fine. And each time you notice just to come back and reestablish that connection here with this life breath, with our body, with this present moment. So that's the, the ground where we start. And over some hours and days, it will that connection will gradually grow. And out of it, all the rest of the spiritual tasks, if you will, come naturally. Are there any questions about beginning to work with the breath as the subject of the meditation? Please. Can I reiterate about the breath and being in the moment? In order to grow in understanding and compassion, the quality that is central to that is presence. Being here, mindfulness is another word for it. And since our habit is to be carried away a lot, not to be here, we can walk around and be kind of on automatic. Maybe you've noticed that. Um, A first and central task is to find some simple way to connect us with the present. And so we use the breath, this this universal sensation of the breathing, as a way to train our awareness, our presence, to be here. By feeling the breath, we connect the mind and the body and the heart all together in the present moment. It helps us to be present, establishes that quality of mindfulness or presence. And then we can use that to notice and awaken and understand all kinds of other things. But without being present, um, we can't really notice well anything. We just find ourselves lost. Anything else about the breath? Sometimes you'll notice that there's a controlling of the breath that happens. You try to be aware of it, and in doing so, there arises a subtle tension or tightness, slowing it down or speeding it up. That also is common for people. When you notice that, try to relax and let it have its natural rhythms. And if you relax and there's still some tightness or a sense of controlling it when you, even though you don't wish to, don't worry about it. Just let that be the way it is. And Be aware of it, and in its own time, it will soften and settle down. Today, the loving-kindness meditation will be led at the 3.30 sitting. So we'll begin to work with that as a formal part of the practice every day. In addition to working with the breath, there are two or three other major facets to our retreat practice here. The second aspect or place of contemplation and meditation is after you finish sitting in meditation, you find yourself standing up, folding your shawl, putting on your shoes, walking out, taking tea perhaps, going outside. Some of you will have work period. Many of you already had a period of work meditation earlier this morning. The moving about, eating, dressing, opening and closing of doors, doing the work meditation, is in the same way that we sit and follow the breath, is a fundamental part of the meditation retreat here. And what you're asked to do in that time is to follow the same basic principle of presence or mindfulness. So when you stand up, be aware of standing up. If you fold your shawl or blanket, be aware as you do it, placing it down on the the cushion or wherever you leave it, letting that be an act of meditation. Putting on your shoes. If you go in the kitchen to chop vegetables or sweep the floor somewhere. Take your time, go to that place, and try to sense that you can do that in a meditative way, which means being aware of your hands as you chop carrots, or being aware of holding the broom and the movement of sweeping. And as you do that, you'll notice your mind get carried away by all the thoughts and plans and memories and hopes and and things that happen. When you notice that, let them go again, see how or where you've been carried away, and then come back to just learning to be there, feeling the life of sweeping, if that's what you're doing, feeling the life of chopping the carrots or uh, changing your clothes, making all the activities of the day, giving them a kind of respect and attention in the same way that you do the breath when sitting. I think that there, there's probably nothing that deepens a retreat more than that sense of respect and continuity between the sitting and walkings. That that really is what makes the sense of, of presence or the sacred really grow in us. The loving kindness is a third fundamental aspect of the practice and will be working with it and developing it a lot more during the retreat, starting this afternoon. And the final piece to talk about is the formal walking meditation. Um, And again, like sitting, the walking meditation is a way to train us to be here in the present moment, rather than in our fantasy and memory and imagination as a predominant mode. So in a moment we'll do instructions for walking meditation for any of you who have not heard the instructions many times. If you've heard the walking meditation instructions and work with it many times before and would like to simply go and walk, feel free now to be aware as you stand up and present as you leave the room. If you'd like to hear the walking meditation instructions or you've only heard them a couple or a few or a half dozen times, please stay. Some of you have heard them a hundred times. So if you'd like to just begin to walk, go ahead. The rest of you, please stay for a few more moments. Before. <laughs> Be aware as you're walking out, those of you old students who've done it thousands of times. Standing up, taking your steps, just letting all that, letting yourself settle and be here with whatever you're doing.
1: Well, let's stand up. Once, Once we're moving, it's easy to fall into the habit of thinking that we're getting somewhere. (laughs) and walking like the sitting is really about not getting anywhere at all and it's helpful therefore to choose two points perhaps 20 to 30 feet apart or in one of the walking rooms if you're not walking outside going from one wall to the other and then to stay um, for the walking period moving back and forth from one point to the other. I find it useful to start walking um, at a relatively ordinary pace. Just feeling the general comprehension to the whole body Feeling the whole body. So let's do that right now for a moment. Allowing the eyes to close. And feeling the whole body standing. Allow the weight to shift into the left leg. And notice the physical sensations that come from that shifting. And then allow the weight to shift into the right leg open to the enormous changes that happen in the feet and in the legs, in the hip. Notice how the shoulders are hanging and the head. Allow the weight to shift again. Let it happen. See if you can let the shifting feel itself and again shifting. So allowing the walking as we're doing in the shifting to be felt in a more general way allow the legs to be lifted up a little bit now and the foot to leave the ground and let yourself feel just the foot being placed on the ground and the general shift in the body keeping the general comprehension, the mindfulness to the whole process and once you feel connected in this way then it's possible to allow it to start to slow down this process and this walking. So let's slow down a little bit now and allowing the attention to become a little more precise in the experience of the shifting. See if you can let this happen by now beginning to focus more on just the legs and the feet. Slowing down and feeling that change that happens in the knees and the feet. Can you feel the increase of pressure as the weight is shifted? And how are you experiencing that? And now let's slow down even more. It's almost as though we weren't doing the shifting and it was just happening. And in that happening, the changes were experiencing themselves and we were there to know it. So let your eyes close and very, very slowly allow the weight to shift from one foot to the other. Know that you're there with it. And feel those different changes that happen. Let the weight totally shift so that there's no weight on one of the feet. Can you see yourself being there for the process of it? that experience of the hardness, are you still there for it? And then allowing yourself to come back so that the weight is equidistant, I mean rather equal in both feet. So starting For a third of the walking period, generally I divide it up into threes, just in a more general, comprehensive way, starting to slow down a little more, and then the last third, really walking slowly. This is a suggestion. Sometimes it might feel what you need to do is to walk quite quickly, to go around the loop down the driveway and around and up and that you need fresh air and you need to really allow the the, um, mind to open, to include the outside. Know what you need. Come to see what it is that really um, is most conducive for you to stay connected with yourself. Sometimes it might be that you want to drop the fast walking totally and just be very there with the slow walking right from the beginning. There's not really a right way except the way that works for you in helping to keep that connection, that awareness of what your process is. Are there any questions? Okay, I well, have a happy walking, men.
2: So, to review and expand the meditation instructions, remembering that all times and all places all postures are equally appropriate for meditation. And so the coming to the meditation hall is itself a meditation. Not to rush to the hall to meditate, but the process of arriving is itself a chance to learn. The form of sitting is certainly one expression of our ability to open to ourselves. And so sitting down, allowing the day's activities to recede in memory, bringing ourselves fully present, right here, Scanning our body for any areas of tension, places that we may be holding. Some of the more common areas are the neck and shoulders, just allowing our shoulders to drop. Our eyes, softening our eyes and our jaw. our abdomen. So that when we breathe, our abdomen rises and falls on the exhalation. Once the body is relaxed, the mind is soft, present. Then establishing contact with our breathing. Opening ourselves to the experience of breath, not thoughts about our breath. But what does it feel like to breathe? Where do we feel it? What are the physical sensations? of that breath. If it's useful to place a light mental note, such as rising and falling, if our attention is on our stomach, or if our attention seems to locate on our nostrils, labeling it in, out, as the air passes over the nostrils, again, just as a way to point the mind towards the experience, keeping the body relaxed, staying very receptive and open to whatever experiences are discovered as the mind leaves the breath, as it will countless times, how we bring our mind back to the breath is equally as important. Do we do it with impatience, self-condemnation, frustration, hardness? That really has no place in meditation. rather to bring our mind back with endless patience with a soft, gentle yet persevering attitude that accommodates the struggle but doesn't create additional hardship. Staying soft Allowing. Appreciative of the fact that we breathe. So meditation is making contact and noticing what is happening at that point of contact. Today we're going to open up the field of our attention to include physical sensations beyond the breath. So that while we're sitting following our breathing, if a physical sensation such as pain, tingling, itching, perhaps the touch of a breeze, If that draws our attention away from the breath, predominates over the breath, then take our attention from the breathing and place it on that physical sensation with the same degree of care and attention that we are giving our breath. It's an equal opportunity to study and to learn about the nature of phenomena let me just mention about a ways to work with pain. When pain arises, as it will, sometime during our sitting history, to notice it, to go into it, to move into it softly, to, with an attitude of discovery, inquiring into it. Is there a temperature element? Is it one sensation or many sensations? If we can maintain contact with pain without struggle or tension or reaction to the pain, then we're probably learning from that pain. But if we recoil in fear, and back away and resist the unpleasant, then it's probably better just to move to another posture rather than perpetuate the problem. So that if we find ourselves caught in the misery of the pain and unable to really observe it with any clarity, just change your position. Rest the knee or the ankle and move on. But if we can approach it with softness, with a sense of learning about it, then it can be useful. It will never be pleasant. It will always be unpleasant. But the unpleasant does not have to be a reaction. When the physical sensation subsides, we can return to our breathing, staying with the breath until another physical sensation arises, which calls our mind away. Staying very located on the body today. It's very concrete. And thus, it's a nice object to continue the cultivation of our attention and concentration. Remembering again to keep our mind soft, allowing, with a kindness, in a generosity of spirit that, a, that allows whatever to come to come, and yet seeing it with clarity and attention, with an attitude of learning. It's for questions, if anyone has any questions. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Tonight's talk, (laughs) Uh, before that, if you find it happening to you, um, open your eyes, or stand up, it's perfectly okay, stretch, and just bring yourself back to arouse a little energy. Uh, Whatever seems to um, balance the energy out in your system a little bit. And then uh, John will be talking about that specifically tonight. Yes?
3: When there's more than one physical sensation that draws you, is it a good idea to pick one and stay with that, or stay with that and to the other
2: one around? No, actually I think it's probably better to stay with the most predominant sensation uh, that's happening. Just choose one if they're equally uh, as obvious and stay with it. There um, are methods of practice where you shift around to different sensations, but if you get in the habit of changing locations, it may be that you get a little bit bored in relationship to one particular thing and as a way to counteract that boredom, you switch to another rather than dealing with the state of boredom. Uh, I know that some people start off at the abdomen and then go to the nose tip and then back to the abdomen and back to the nose tip. It's better just to stay with one location and to move with all the degrees of subtlety that occur within that sensation and all the different mind states that surround that particular uh, point of um, focus. Because no matter where we stay, uh, eventually those mind states will come along anyway and to deal with them as they come Yes. If all postures are the
4: same, matter, why would I be working with sitting on a on
2: a pillow? You can sit on a chair. Is that your question? No. When I sit on a pillow I feel my pain. Mm-hmm. All all postures have the uh, equal potential of we've been able to make contact and being aware of ourselves. Some postures offer us the potential of developing certain qualities of mind which um, allow us to become uh, quieter, more concentrated, more focused. Uh, Some access understanding and inquiry. You'll find that the potential to be mindful is equal in all postures, though the mind states that are generated are different and depending upon what postures and the degree of stillness you bring to those particular forms. You see what I mean? Like usually in sitting, uh, the mind becomes very focused and concentrated because the body is very still. And the, po- the point of sitting is not so much to practice mindfulness when you're cross-legged, but it's to bring the mind, the body to stillness so that the mind can develop some degree of focus and attention within that posture. Uh, That's a little harder to do when you're walking down the streets of New York City, although you can still bring awareness to the practice of walking and being present within the city. Your mind just won't have the same degree of focus. Right now, what we're doing is building in a acquiring and accumulating a little uh, concentration and samadhi, steadiness of mind, which has the benefit of being able to keep the mind steady so that we can see what it is that's happening at that point. So that's the reason that we sit, and then we get up and we walk and we bring the mind-focused attention to movement as a way to learn how to do that because most of our lives are full of movement and also to learn how to learn about ourselves in movement and that's important as well. So each posture although has an equal potential for mindfulness, different aspects of mind are trained within the different postures. Is, that sen- is it a physical sense of movement or is, a- is the mind moving in relationship to that physical sensation?
4: I
0: think it's a physical sense of uh, when
2: deep within the body, you feel that if you vibrate, there's a movement happening. Right. As long as you can stay very soft with that sense, then it's fine just to notice that sense of movement. If there's a mind state that accompanies that, what's probably happening is that that particular area of tension, when it was put into the body, had an accompanying mind state that was also placed in it, and when it starts relaxing, that mind state also comes out and expresses itself. So, again, just to notice that, not to do anything in particular with it but realize that it's being released and you're not putting more in, it's just allowing whatever is in to come out. No, you can allow it to move. Just be with it in a very accommodating way, however it is. So uh, there's, Groups set up for um, some of you. If you'll notice on the bulletin board, if your name is uh, in one of the groups, then go to the location uh, where that group is. And for the rest of you, uh, you'll have a group interview tomorrow. There was... uh, one complaint about uh, perfumes in the hall. And if you're wearing perfume, it's probably better uh, not to bring it into the meditation hall. It's, sometimes it's distracting for people who sit close to you. The metta meditation will be at the 445 um, sitting
3: also, in the yoga room, um, there are no pillows in there. So, the people in my group don't want to bring their own pillows. So, everybody, here? anyone in my group, I'm going to be in.
1: into the support of the cushion or chair. Allowing the whole weight of the body to be given over not holding on to anything. Giving space for the sitting to sit. Opening to the sensations of hardness where the buttocks come into contact with the cushion The place where the legs and feet touch the ground Allowing it to be touched, letting the touching touch and allowing the mind to come and meet the sensations there at these places of contact. See yourself doing this. Being there. For the experience of hardness or tingling, vibration. Open to the whole body sitting receiving it in the experience of sensations. Allowing all thoughts and judgments to drop away and becoming very close to what it is that is happening. If it helps, you can use a label, gently, softly, to connect with the experience. hardness or softness, tingling or heat. In this context, see where the breath is and how it is for you. Allowing it to to have its own life of long or short, rhythmic, soft or contracted. Giving it space to breathe itself. If you find any one of the hindrances that John talked about last night, arising in the mind or body, tiredness, anxiety, tension, desire or aversion, out. Allow these two to become part of the field of your awareness. Let yourself examine and come close to these feelings. And then return to the breath as an anchor, a place to rest. Whatever becomes primary in your experience is the invitation to come into relationship with. There is no other place we should be but there with whatever our experience is. So today we've expanded our instructions to include feelings all feelings that arise within us and I just wanted to add a note about coming into relationship with our feelings sometimes holding the experience An enormous amount of energy And a lot of mindfulness Become sensitive to When the mindfulness Weakens And aversion or desire come in Desire to Increase joy Or aversion to Feelings of anger Or sadness At that point Back off and Come back to the breath or the body as a way to strengthen again the mindfulness. Use the body and the breath as a refuge. As a way to come back to some kind of balance or the walking if you're really working with strong feelings. Are there any questions about either the talk last night or the meditation practice or instructions this morning? That's not a hand right there. Yes. First of all, I want to say, yeah, it's just yeah, it's that's that's quite common. Um, I found it really helpful to do walking, stretching, or yoga to really um, ground the energy that way. Yes, 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 and um, walking in a not not in a really concentrated way, or the yoga in a really concentrated. way, more open, you know, allowing the attention to become open to the whole body in the process of the walking or um, the yoga or the stretching. Um, have either of you found anything to...
0: Well, I also find that there are rhythms, and sometimes I get energized at night, and so rather than going to sleep, you may find that you need less sleep during the retreat, you could come back in and sit and walk for another uh, round or two of sittings till midnight. You'll, you'll all get a chance this evening uh, if you wish to stay up for, for New Year's Eve. And then to go to sleep. So that sometimes the, there's a natural opening of energy that's different than the rhythm you're accustomed to.
1: And if you're really scared about not getting sleep, you can say to yourself that you can sleep later. And it's actually, I it, sometimes you end up in rhythms of sitting half the night. So it's fine to do that. <laughs> yes. Take? Did you say take
3: refuge?
1: Yeah, in my body or in my breath. <coughs> you think you should take refuge? That's what I think, that
4: I hear the instructions.
1: I'm glad you asked the question. <laughs> um, no, no. If, please. Um, Allow yourself to come into connection with with the feeling. Really allow yourself to experience it and to explore it, to know w- what the actual experience is, whatever it is of sadness, of joy, of grief, whatever is arising for you. At the point where you feel that the, that... If if that feeling continues to stay strongly and you notice desire or aversion coming into your relationship with it that's the point to back off. Right so if you start to see yourself wanting to get rid of something difficult that's the place to come back to the body. So does that make sense? Right, and right. that's where the conflict is. Yeah, yeah. So I'm confident. Yeah, yeah. And I'm deeply aware of that and get caught in it as well. So it feels very normal. So two things. One is when you find yourself... It, That's a really habitual response when we have feelings to move into trying to figure out. So I want to support us to, as soon as we see that happening, to drop back into the physical feelings of the experience rather than trying to figure it out. When you notice the conflict coming and um, the contraction around that, let that be in the field of your awareness, then. So because that's a feeling too, there's feeling there. So then let that become the object of your mindfulness. Rather than feeling you shouldn't be having that experience, that's also an experience to be mindful of.: okay. Yeah. emotions yeah thanks for the, the distinction yeah
4: do you have anything okay
0: to say um a few announcements also to make uh John will lead the loving-kindness meditation, the metta, right before lunch today. Uh, Also, I've been asked to announce that the library and yoga room are not um, places that it's very good to sleep in. It's fine to meditate or do yoga there. But if you find yourself really sleepy, better to go sleep in your bed than in those rooms. Um, And then there was a question about coming in and out of the hall. Uh, Today, uh, again, we will have uh, group interviews. Um, Is there anyone who was not on the interview list either yesterday or today? Please raise your hand. Okay, fine. So everyone's been covered. Starting tomorrow when we do the individual interviews. Um, Some people may finish an interview and wish to come into a sitting late. In general, the request is that you be on time for the sittings and for the most part stay to the end so there isn't a lot of coming and going. But if you have an interview or something else that's happened where you might need to come in late, that's fine, just do it quietly. Um, Today is the last day of 1992. Um, some of you might cheer for that, and some of you might weep for that, whatever. This is your last chance to be enlightened in 1992. <laughs> you never know. Um, so, In some way, there's something kind of symbolic about New Year's coming and using this time. So, uh, given that, in whatever way feels right for you, really take the practice to heart today. The schedule will be a bit different in the evening and we'll tell you about it after the talk. Um, After the evening talk and the sitting and walking that we usually do in late tea, for those who wish, there will be optionally an additional late sitting, walking, sitting, until midnight and then uh, a slideshow and some meta and chanting and refuges and things like that as a way to um, begin 1993, we hope, in a, in a conscious way, maybe even more conscious than 1992, who knows. I think the last thing to say is that the instructions this morning for feelings, you can also take into your walking. So that as you get up to begin to walk, as you walk along and find yourself being aware of your steps and your body, which is the primary focus in the walking, if there should arise any strong feeling, grief or sadness or anger or desire or fear, um, and it becomes quite strong. If it's not so strong, you can kind of notice it in the background, but if it's strong, stand still and just include that as you would in the sitting, being aware of that feeling. You can name it softly, fear, 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 or sad, sad, noting it, acknowledging it in your body. And when it's passed away, it will last for a certain period of time. When you've been aware of it and it's changed or passed away, then you can again begin to walk, so that the walking like the sitting becomes a place to ground yourself in your body experience and also to be aware of what else arises for you. Thank you. Down on the tape, it's probably just that. Yeah. So, the next uh, thing I'd like us to do together as a way is of touching the new year or entering the new year with our practice is to do some metta or loving kindness meditation. And first a little bit of chanting for you. A couple of different verses from the sutras. Sapitiyo vi wachantu saporoko vi nasatu madowadwantarayo sukiti kayu kobo sile sanichang jātaru Watandi ayu Ano Sukang palaṁ, which is a blessing chant. And the meaning is just as the water that rains down on the hills and flows into the streams eventually fills the ocean, so may all the good deeds of this past year and of your life, of your existence, every moment of goodness carry from you and touch and benefit and bless all other beings, alive or changing form in other realms. May all your wishes be fulfilled as completely as the moon on full moon day and as successfully as if conferred magically by the wish-fulfilling diamond. May all dangers be averted and all diseases dissipated from you. May no obstacles come across your way and may you enjoy happiness and long life. In bringing awareness and respect to this life, may you prosper in the great blessings of age, and beauty of happiness and strength. The Buddha says, just as a mother at the risk of her own life loves and protects her child, her only child, so let each of us cultivate this boundless kindness to all that lives and breathes in the whole universe, extending a continuous and sublime loving kindness upward and downward throughout the world, untroubled, free from fear and hatred to every being that breathes. May all beings be happy and safe. May they come to peace and whatever there is that breathes with the breath of life, frail or strong, large or small, newly born or long existent, whether they dwell far or near, those that exist and those about to exist, may every being attain peace. Let no one harm one another, but may the hearts of all beings come to kindness and peace. So sit quietly with your eyes open or closed as you wish. Let us go through the traditional practice of loving kindness. Beginning first with the practice of forgiveness as a ground for letting go of the last year and beginning afresh. Understand that the practice of forgiveness can be a long process, and that it cannot be done in an artificial way. But the meditation of forgiveness is simply a way to feel in our hearts what we carry and what it's time to let go of. Sometimes it brings up its opposite of anger and resentment, and that too is a part of the process of grieving and letting go in an hour or a day or a year or a lifetime. So you need to be very forgiving and allowing of yourself in the process. Bring your attention to the area of your heart and your chest as if you could breathe in and out of your heart. And the traditional phrase is then, begin by remembering in the ways that I have hurt and harmed others in thought or word or deed. I remember these, I picture these now. In the many ways, knowingly and unknowingly, I've caused harm to others out of my fear or pain or confusion. I remember these now and I ask their forgiveness. May I be forgiven. May I be forgiven. And then toward oneself, there are many ways which we have hurt or harmed ourselves in thought or word or deed. We've betrayed ourselves, abandoned ourselves, harmed ourselves so many times. I remember and feel and see these now. in the many ways I have hurt or harmed myself, out of fear, out of pain, confusion. I remember these and I offer myself forgiveness. I did the best I could. I forgive myself. I forgive myself. And finally, toward others who have hurt or harmed us. So many ways we have been abandoned, betrayed, or hurt in the many ways others have harmed us, knowingly and unknowingly. I picture these, I feel them. Remember them. Sensing the ways others have hurt or harmed us, abandoned us, betrayed us, out of their anger and pain, hurt us out of their confusion and fear. I see these now, and to the extent that I am ready, I offer forgiveness. To the extent that I am ready, I let go and offer forgiveness. To ask and extend forgiveness is for our own sake because it hurts too much to carry the pain for so long in our heart. Sometime we come to the place where we say enough I just want to let go of the past. We may say never again, never again to let that happen, but within ourselves, to release the pain that we've carried of our own past. Now breathing in and out in the heart, Feeling a loving-kindness, generating that for yourself. May my heart be filled with loving-kindness. May I be peaceful. And feeling a loving-kindness that extends to every cell of your body as if you could hold yourself and touch every part of your life with loving kindness. May I be filled with loving kindness and peace Feel a compassion for yourself. Be aware of the sorrows you carry, the pain that is a part of your life. The image from the Buddha, like a mother holding her child, imagine you could put yourself on your own lap and hold yourself. feeling a compassion for your sorrows, touching your life with loving kindness. May I be peaceful. May I be at ease, free of danger, May I be filled with loving-kindness. Let the light of loving-kindness shine from your heart and touch your body and breath. Your thoughts, your fears, your love, all of it included your feelings, imaginings held in loving kindness. Now extend it to imagine someone you love a lot, picture them. May they be filled with loving kindness in this new year. May their heart open with peace. May they be well. Feel a compassion for their sorrows, their pain, Let them touch your heart. May they be filled with loving kindness. Then extend that love for yourself and this being, this person that you love to all of us in this room May we practice together, sit and walk, and be held in a great heart of loving kindness, our fear and beauty. And let the loving kindness radiate and extend from this room in every direction. like the light of the sun that shines impartially on the earth in every direction to touch all beings, the animals of the woods, the birds of the air, the creatures of the sea. humans and non-humans, every living being be held in the great heart of loving kindness. Be happy. Be peaceful. May all beings be touched by the power of loving kindness and may beings everywhere be free, be awakened, liberated. And now for those who wish as a way to continue this New Year's ceremony, would someone help, with you do this, Serena? There are red cords that we're going to pass around. You can take one and then pass them down to others uh, behind or around you. These are traditional protection cords. And you're welcome to take one. You can wear it or just carry it or do what you like with it. The protection cords come from an ancient tradition, from the Brahmanical tradition in India. They are the sacred thread of the Brahman priest, the thread that unites all things. So they're the thread that unites us with all beings. The reason that they're red is another symbol. To wear a protection cord or a blessing cord is like wearing one thread from the robe of a monk or a nun so that when you leave the monastery and go into the marketplace, you carry with you that one thread that reminds you that you still can practice and live with the beauty and integrity of the monastery in the midst of the marketplace. So they're blessing cords or protection cords. And in a moment, we'll do a ceremony where we Take the refuges and precepts for those who wish to for the new year and tie those into the cord as a protection. Someone once asked Chogyam Trumpa, the Tibetan Lama, what exactly does a protection cord protect you from? And he answered, why yourself, of course. (laughs) The only thing you really need protection from. So take one if you wish. Pass them along back to others. Anyone not have one now? Who needs somebody in the middle here? Give an extra one. Anyone else? In the back, are there some extras to send to the far back? Someone have any extras? Yeah, here. Want to carry them back there to the far corner. Okay. All right, so then take the protection cord or the blessing cord, if you will, and hold it in your two hands, stretch between your two hands. And first we'll do the refuges and the precepts. So as you hold them and as we enter the new year and the sun begins to make the days longer and move us to the new seasons of spring and summer, the light comes as it always does out of the darkness. Hold this cord as you move through all the seasons of the year in your life. I take refuge in the Buddha, in my own Buddha nature, and in the awakening of the Buddha, in myself and all beings. I take refuge in the Dharma, in the Tao, in the eternal law, and in the teachings of the Dharma that bring awakening to all beings. I take refuge in the Sangha, in the community of all those who awaken together and in our interconnectedness we cannot practice alone. Every moment of awakening, compassion and wisdom becomes shared with and touches all other beings on this earth. I take refuge in the Buddha and Buddha nature. I take refuge in the dharma, the eternal law, the truth. I take refuge in the sangha and our connection with one another. And now tie into the cord a knot that symbolizes the refuge you take. Then holding the cord again, the five precepts Panati Patawed Manisi Kapatam ami. I undertake the training precept of refraining from killing or harming living beings. Adinata na vedapmani I undertake the training precept of refraining from stealing or taking that which does not belong, caring for things. Musa wada wed mani sika I undertake the training precept of refraining from false or harmful speech to speak that which is true and useful or kind. kame sumi jada manisi kapatam yami. I undertake the training precept of refraining from causing harm through sexual misconduct, bringing a reverence and a wakefulness to sexuality. Sura merayama chapamata tanha sikapatam samati yami. I undertake the training precept of refraining from the misuse or abuse in any way of intoxicants that lead to heedlessness or the lack of awareness. And then again, tie another knot in this cord, a blessing, a protection for the new year. And then we'll chant the refuges together that we took in English in Pali. And after that, you can stand up and find a partner and tie the protection cord around their neck if they wish, and they can do the same for you. And then we'll end with one further chant. Namo tatsa bhagavato arahato sama-samputasa Namo bhagavato arahato sama-samputasa Namo tatsa bhagavato arahato Sama Samputasa, Budang Sarananga Charmi, Damang Sanghang Charmi, Dutiyampi Sarananga Charmi, Dutiyampi Ampi, Budang Dooty umpy, Sunk hung saranunga charmi, Darty umpy, Buddung saranunga charmi, Darty umpy, Damung saranunga charmi, Darty May the Refuge in your Buddha nature and the Buddha, in the Dharma, the eternal law, in the Sangha, and our support for one another, bring you blessings and happiness, bring you peace and awakening in the year ahead. So then if you wish, you can Keep the protection cord, but if you would like to wear it, to have it around your neck for some time, then stand up now. And look for a partner, a friend. And in a respectful way, you can bow to that person. put a blessing cord or protection. They'll hand you theirs and place it around their neck and tie it lightly. Whenever you're finished, you can bow to one another and sit back down for a moment. Mm -hmm. Offer your blessings. Sita, are you here? Would you come up front? We'll end this ceremony with a bit of chanting as a group together. And the chant that we'll do is the Sanskrit and Tibetan mantra, Om Mani Padme Hum, which is carved on the rocks throughout the Himalayas. There are whole long paths made of stones that have Om Mani Padme Hum, carved into them. And walls of the Himalayas where it's carved in and painted. And huge prayer wheels where it's written inside a million times on tiny pieces of paper, turned around a million times each year by pilgrims. And it's been recited a hundred thousand million times. Om Mani Hum. There's probably not been a moment since this mantra was first uttered that there hasn't been people in the mountains of the Himalayas and elsewhere on the earth saying this. The meaning of it, it is the great mantra of compassion. It's the expression of compassion for all beings. And the literal meaning is, Om, the great universal sound, the jewel is in the lotus. The jewel is the, is the mind and the lotus is the heart. The jewel of the mind rests in the lotus of the heart. So when one chants Om Mani Hum, it's offering blessings of compassion that all beings may rest in the lotus of the heart, may awaken the jewel of the mind and rest in the compassion of the great heart of the Buddha. And so you join in all these others who are no doubt chanting at this moment, and we chant together with them to begin the new year. Thank you Sita.
1: So, I'm going to start singing it and... To
3: review and add to the instructions this morning, We're going to be adding the mindfulness of thoughts. Again, I like to um, see the mind in the, it comes out of the Tibetan form of seeing it as a clear blue sky, and that thoughts arrive like clouds from the horizon. They're there for a little while, and then they pass away. Sometimes there's just a single cloud and sometimes it's very cloudy. What's very helpful is to use the labeling in the observation of these thoughts as they arise and pass away. You can use simple noting of thinking or past or future or one of my favorite these days is nonsense (laughs) (laughs) so just allow yourself to be present bring your attention into this morning of 1993 Feeling your buttocks on your chair, or cushion, or bench, feeling the earth.
0: Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.